This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, time for Baldry's Beat now. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. And Keith, at this time, normally joins me in the CKNW studio at the BC Legislature. But as I understand it, the Legislature building right now is surrounded by protesters uh, Keith was unable to get through. He joins me on the phone from his Global News office uh, just across the, across the uh, way from the ledge. Keith, can you hear me? Yeah, so I could have yeah. got through potentially. Here's the situation. The, it's, this is not as well organized as the protests that shut down the legislature well, a long time ago, if you recall. Yes. Uh, but they do have um, protesters and signs and sort of big boards blocking the east uh, entrance, the west entrance, and the rear entrance. You, can, you could get in the front for a time. Uh, they're moving closer to the front entrance. The concern I had, I didn't have enough time to work this out. I probably could have gone. I talked to some MLAs who said they could get in one of the a couple of the entrances only if they stepped over the prone bodies of protesters and have their picture taken. So they declined to do that oh, and man. left and going in the front door. So I could have gone in, but I decided, you know, I'm not sure I can get out. And that was the concern, if you recall, back in the, the initial protest. That uh, was one thing to get in the legislature. is quite another thing to actually get out of the legislature. They were blocking exits. So for now, I decided, hey, I've got an office phone across the street from, or no, across the, the parking lot from you, so that's where I am right now. I'll probably head back over there um, after this segment just to see what, uh, what's happening. I noticed there's a large throng of protesters right outside John Horgan's window uh, banging a very loud drum. Uh, not that he's in there because he's in the chamber. Just started sitting just moments ago as, a, as the fall session resume sitting but um it was interesting i was here last night working and i noticed a throng of very uh, creek protesters doing sort of a, a reconnoiter of the buildings marking yeah. the entrances and i thought oh, okay i know what's coming here yeah we've uh, seen this no we've surprise. seen this movie before we've seen them do it before so these are anti-old growth logging protesters is that right yeah the fairy yeah. creek gang yeah. um and it's uh, you know there's going to be a rather colorful protest on the front lawn today so that's the main event outside the legislature today is Ferry Creek, uh, but it's interesting. And again, no surprise that this is happening. This is, was entirely predictable. Okay, some of these protesters are aggressive too, because I know the last time that they did this, they assault. There were assaults. People got assaulted. You know, I talked to a woman who has worked in this building for years. She's not a politician. Yeah, you know, she got spat on. She got you know na she got nasty names well, was, hurled at her. That was the that was the gas link protest, right? Yeah. So that was an, there was a menacing air about that protest back when they shut this entire building down. This one I don't I don't detect the same vibe. I mean, they are letting you know sort of having sort of a theatrical uh, air to it that you have to step over people's bodies, have your picture taken as you go in. What so what use the, of those photos? I don't know. Right. So they they want to take a picture of MLAs saying yeah. like, oh, look at these MLAs stepping over the bodies of protesters and going cut three, down trees. Yeah, yeah, I ran into three MLAs who said, no, going to do that. <laughs> Turned around. And I think they can get in the front entrance with no 
no trouble, but uh, who knows? This is an evolving situation. That may change as the day goes on. Okay. How many Have any MLAs been actually blocked from getting into the building at this uh, point? Just saw a live shot of MLAs going into the house, so presumably yeah. they're going in the front door. That is the only door that, as of now, has no protesters. But as I say, the throng is gathering in the front of the legislature for a larger protest. But uh, I'm looking out my window at the at the west entrance, which is the connection between the Premier's office and the main building, and there's uh, quite a number of protesters there, again, with large boards preventing people from going in the door. So that, that seems to be different than the rear entrance, which is have, um, have your picture taken, stepping over bodies going in. Okay, you know, I, what are these protesters trying to achieve? Because as we discussed the other day, this government seems to have dug in, and they're not going to ban old-growth logging in British Columbia like no. they're demanding. No, I mean, old-growth log... Old, Old-growth timber is about 75% of the supply out there. Uh, if you were to ban old-growth logging, you'd basically shut down the entire coastal forest uh, industry. So it's just not going to happen. The other thing at play here, and it's critical, is that the operations in the Ferry Creek area, which have been deferred, by the way, there is no logging going on uh, for the most part, but that has the full support of the local First Nations band. Yeah, and right. this, is, this is different than Clockwood Sound. Uh, the, the rights of First Nations was not a big part of Clackwood Sound. It was basically an environmental protest uh, led by Greenpeace. This is different. This is a. It's unclear who exactly is leading this protest. Uh, you've got some familiar names there, but it's not unclear who's in charge. But it's also it, um, very interesting to see them square off against the interest of a of a First Nations uh, interest. And as, as you, I think you tweeted on uh, on Truth and Reconciliation Day, that marked the sixth time that yeah. Mashidat First Nations had formally requested the protesters to leave. So for the NDP to give in to the protesters would mean to trample on the rights of First Nations at a time when um, the world has changed on that front. And you, that is not uh, what governments are doing right now. We've, we've implemented unanimously in the House the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People Right. Uh, which may, greatly enhances the, the rights of indigenous people, and you're just not going to trample on their rights here. So it's really, the, the end game here is unclear. Uh, but I, again, there's a fundamental difference to Clockwood. Clockwood Sound really panicked the NDP government of the day of the 1990s. You had public, you had cabinet ministers publicly expressing concern about people being arrested. You had, you had them questioning what was going on. They're not seeing that here. I don't detect any, any panicking by John Horgan or the NDP. This is just simply not an issue that's really resonated with the public. It's hard for any issue to resonate in the, with the public when you've got a COVID pandemic continuing to rage around the world. Well, there were polls released that show there's large public support for enforcement of the injunction that was mm -hmm. in place there at one point to let people go to work. And I think a lot of people are aware that that particular first First Nation has asked the, these protesters, as you said, six separate times to leave their territory. The protesters will not leave. And this is a, a small First Nation that doesn't have a lot of money, and they have a revenue-sharing agreement with that logging company. So when that logging happens in that area, some of that money flows to this First Nation, and it, it's used for things like housing or keeping the local st uh, grocery store going. I mean, it's a critical uh, flow of revenue to uh, a small First Nation that doesn't have a lot of money or other opportunities. 
So, yeah, you no, know, it, these it, protesters, I would love to see these protesters go and protest in front of the First Nations office if they had the jam to do that. Have the guts to go and look these First Nations leaders in the eye and tell them, uh, shut down your logging, shut down the revenue that's flowing to your community. They wouldn't have the nerve, the guts to do that. No, they wouldn't. And it's, uh, again, that's the, the heart of the matter is that this is a First Nations operation that the environmental movement is targeted. And we've never really seen that before in BC. Clockout Sound wasn't about that. It was targeting forest companies. And this is really wow. targeting of First Nations. And I just don't see the NDP caving in to uh, the Ferry Creek protests. Okay, Keith, let me ask you real quickly. On last week's show, we talked about Justin Trudeau taking that vacation on Tofino on the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. He has now issued an apology, according to multiple reports, mm-hmm. to the, the First Nation in Kamloops there for snubbing their invitation for him to go and visit there. He went on vacay in Tofino instead. Does that put this issue to rest now for Trudeau, or do you think he's taken some, some more serious damage oh, on it? His political opponents will raise this again and again and again, yeah. the question of his sincerity on this file of Indigenous rights. So, no, it's not. It's, it's good that he apologizes. I think there's politicians and others can gain a lot by offering apologies, and there is a certain forgiveness that is established with that. But I'm still scratching my head. Why he did this in the first place is beyond me. Yeah. Some of his political opponents are suggesting this is this show he's not running. He's not going to run again. He's not interested. That uh, he didn't get his majority, so he's just uh, not going to play the game anymore. We'll see. Uh, I still think he's very ambitious, but uh, this will come back to haunt him. But whether it has the same impact that perhaps it would have had without an apology remains. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. No all right, welcome back to the show. It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry on the phone line. Couldn't get into the legislature today. The uh, legislature right now is surrounded by protesters. 604-280-9898 is the number to call me. Star 9898 on yourself. Mike, I could have I got in. I was concerned I wouldn't be able to get out. Okay, well, well that's crucial. <laughs> if you can't get out, you know, it's just as bad as not being able to get in. That's really. what happened back in the in that first protest, yeah. uh, which I wisely decided to stay out of the building. So, yeah. But right now, MLAs are in the chamber, but they're having to come in through the front door, or the, I think some are getting it through in the Premier's office. I've seen a number of them walk over the breezeway. So, oh. again, this protest is not as well thought out. If, this was, if their attempt was to really shut down the legislature, they're not succeeding. Um, unlike the last one, which really, I remember walking, watching this young woman draw a schematic diagram of the legislature, marking every single possible entrance and exit to the legislature. And, and sure enough, every one of those was closed when that ga- coastal gasoline protest t- took place right. in January of 2020. That's not what's happening here. Right, that's that's the one where people got assaulted. Some of the people yeah. who were trying to work in the building and just go to work and, and do their jobs, they got spat on and stuff. Oh, Peter, Agriculture yeah. Minister Lana Popham was threatened. I was standing yeah. right there when it happened. No, it was not. It was not, not happening in this one. It's just more of a theatrical response. Okay, Peter in North Van. Hey, Peter. Hi, Mike, and hi, Keith. Um, you know, I I told your uh, producer there that uh, I'll be, I'll be uh, waiting with bated breath. I might even buy some popcorn while I listen today for the ministers of the government to come out 
and use exactly the same rhetoric that they chose to describe the anti-vax protesters talking about how that they should be put in jail and their, you know, all the bad criticisms and how there should be a bubble zone and how irresponsible they were. Uh, I'll be looking for the same criticism now because I'm a law and order guy. And, And personally, I was there when the Extinction Rebellion created life dangerous life you know life threatening situations in the Cassiar tunnel when they blockaded the port and then a couple of days later personally i had my uh my approach to the squamish hospital blocked mm-hmm. and barricaded by extinction rebellion and uh you know i'm all for law and order but we yep, can't well, just have law and order on the left or the right Okay, thanks for the call. Cru- crucial difference between protests around a legislature and protests around a hospital or a school. The tr- legislature is the traditional place for protests. Well, we've seen some of them get a little out of hand at times. This one is not out of hand. It's more of a nuisance, but that's, okay. that's what protests are. Uh, it's interesting. There is an injunction still on the doors of all the legislature that dates back to the January 2020 shutdown that says you're not allowed to uh, uh, prevent access to the doors, which is why I think they are lying down requiring you to do some things, uh, such as stepping over people, uh, blocking the door, but still able to get into the legislature. So I think this is their view of how they're not disobeying the injunction. Okay, let's go to Al on the line in Maple Ridge. Hi, Al. Good morning. Hi, go ahead. Uh, my question is, in any investigation, you always hear the phrase, follow the money. So with this Furry Creek protest bunch, I wouldn't be able to afford to sit around like that all, uh, day after day, week after week. So where do they get their money? Yeah, very good point. So there really hasn't been much for environmental movements to do in the pandemic. Uh, so, uh, But their fundraising has gone on. So they've been able to accumulate a fair amount of money here. And there's always been you know, questions about the source of funding for environmental groups. But they've not really spent any money on anything else other than this. So there's a lot of money to be spent. And that's why there's a ton. Yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton of money. Like if you go on the GoFundMe website right now, the major one, there are a number of fundraising campaigns for the Ferry Creek activists. There's one called Direct Action for the Last Ancient Rainforest right now. That's on GoFundMe. It's got $712,000 in there. Yeah, seven no, like there's like there's hundreds of thousands of dollars flowing to these protesters. Yeah, this has become the flashpoint for the environmental yeah. movement, and that's why it's going to continue for a long time. Yeah, let's go to Ron and Langley. Hi, Ron. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. Go ahead. Uh, what I would like discussed is how much are First Nations receiving from the logging or is it the same as it's always been the logging company gets the brunt of the money and they're throwing a few shekels at first nations well i'm not sure thank you ron for the call keith i'm not sure the first the patchy dot first nation has ever disclosed the precise amount of money they're receiving from logging in their territory but i did talk to a patchy dot official uh some months ago who said it was a crucial uh, revenue flow for them, and, oh, and they we're used it for millions of dollars. Okay, uh, this is a substantial amount of money for Pashidat. Now, the, the company involved, the logging company, Teal Jones, make no mistake, they get a, a big cut of the pie here as well. I mean, yeah. they're, they're they're the contractor. So, 
Um, they're cutting it on behalf of Pashidat, who use the revenue in ways they see fit. So this yeah, is a right. substantial economic operation for the Pashidat, and the, these protesters are cutting it off at the knees. Like I remember talking to one of the Pashidat people who said that it helps them keep their grocery store open. I mean, this is a small kind of isolated community. They've got a gas station. They've got a little grocery store. And they said if they didn't have that money from logging, a lot of this crucial infrastructure for that community might not would possibly shut down. Let's squeeze in one more call. Mord in Shemana. So you have 30 seconds. Well, i got a couple of things. One is Just give me we one. Do live in, we do live in a democratic country, so we have laws that are, we're governed by. And if we choose to ignore those laws, so with the people out on Ferry Creek in my opinion, probably should be arrested. Thank, uh, thank, thank you, Mort. 30, 30 seconds, Keith. Go ahead. Well, there's been a lot of arrests. <laughs> they have been arrested, some of them more than once. Um, and the arrests will continue. And we'll see if there's any arrests of the legislature today. I kind of doubt it, but that injunction okay. says you're not allowed to block access, and access is being blocked. Keith, thanks for coming on. I'll be in there tomorrow with you.